With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Flippin' Bats Now with Ben Verlander. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. What a day. WBC Day 2 episode. And day two was wild. We had extra innings. We had huge upsets. We had Shohei Otani on the mound. We had it all. The Tokyo Dome was rocking. I talked to Lars Nootbaar. I talked to Nicky Lopez after their game. Uh, we're going to talk about it all. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out the real man. Swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run and a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. One ball on strike. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. That was the home <laughs> run call. One of the home run calls from the Australia South Korea game. Electric. That's what it's all about. Um, we're going to talk about that game because it was one of the crazier games of probably the craziest game of the WBC so far. Oh, yeah. Um, truly an incredible home run call. That's what the WBC is all about. The energy, the passion. Alex, I have one, I have one question for you. Okay. We're going we're gonna to start this little thing when we start these shows called, how much sleep did you get last night? Ah, well, honestly, it's kind of why I wore this jacket. I feel like it's a representation of all of us mm-hmm. all working on this show right now. Just like, Wee! we love it. We're having so oh. much fun. Where are we? Who I had are no you idea. people? I had no idea. Where They're people. Going. I get it now. They're people. I get it. Yeah, I cheated. So I woke up at three. I recorded the first hour. So I got an extra hour than you did. Yeah. How many hours did you get? So I got four, I think. You have four I hours? Got- I ended up falling asleep. I think the 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 game the game I we know. just heard from didn't I know. help. Anyone. That was it. I, cut I, into I all of our nap schedules right after that. So <laughs> I watched that game and then took a little bit of time to get to bed. I probably ended up in asleep by eleven thirty, eleven forty five. Well, yeah, at one forty five. Yeah. So two hours. Okay. That's where. And you know what? The WBC has me rolling because we woke up. We had our pre-show meeting. I went to the gym. I worked out on two hours of sleep. I'm here. Day two WBC episode. I feel great. Come back to us on day three. I'll be struggling. <laughs> um, you know where we need to start because we have was, to. It was it's it was the moment that a lot of people have been waiting for during the WBC. Shohei Otani and Team Japan in the Tokyo Dome mm. against China. It was unbelievable. Shohei Otani's first time back in a Team Japan uniform in the Tokyo Dome in almost seven years. And it was special. Um, We'll talk all about the game, but honestly, just the lead up to it. um, Shohei being on the mound in the Tokyo Dome. um, People here waking up and, and being ready for the game at 
2 to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. It, it was truly remarkable. And um, it was a it was a special day and one of the more memorable moments that'll come from this WBC for sure. It really puts into perspective how much baseball means across the world. Yeah. Obviously, it's huge here in the United States. We know it's big in Japan, but but just seeing all these different countries come together. And this is what's special about world events is, is you really see the world come together to celebrate a game. And when you have a global player like Shohei Otani, who literally brings the world together for moments like this, it's it's something truly incredible and special. He's done he's done so much for the game of baseball. Yeah. And I think something interesting I just saw the other day, he um, obviously hasn't been in the league a long time, but as of the other day, he's the most followed player on Instagram in Major League Baseball. And he doesn't really, he's actually posting a lot more these days. I'm curious if it's him though. This is what I want to know. Does he have someone doing it for him oh, or sure, is yeah, he sure. posting? Because remember, he ta- I think he talked about it in your your special, your your Shohei special that you did, um, where they weren't even allowed on their phones, yeah, yeah, yeah. really, while they were playing. Yeah. And he's so disciplined during the season while he's playing. I'm curious. Yeah, me too. Um, this game, in a nutshell, Shohei takes the mound. He dominated on the mound. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Team China, Team China did a lot better than I thought they would. They put up a good fight for a lot of the game. Shohei ended up going four innings on the mound, gave up one hit, zero runs, struck out five. He was nasty. Look. He was really good. He was really good at the plate as well. The The final score isn't truly indicative, I don't think, of this game throughout. Let me, just to, in case you don't know a lot about the betting world, just put this, to put it into perspective, if you bet $1,000 on Team Japan to win this game, yeah. how much do you think you would have won? A dollar? Two dollars. Yeah. You have to bet. <laughs> A thousand dollars, and you would have won a dollar. So the fact that China in the seventh inning came up and had the go-ahead run at the plate mm-hmm. as late as the seventh inning, um, I I was truly impressed by them. Um, obviously, they're not known for baseball, and they played good defense. Um, but this was about Shohei Otani being on the mound, and then guess what? He kind of broke it open at the plate as well with his opposite field laser off the wall hits off the top of the wall yeah I mean, he's incredible and in game one he didn't disappoint his first time back in japan and in, in a in a game that um that wasn't an exhibition he didn't disappoint no and but we knew that we knew shohei otani was going to be the biggest star of this tournament of this pool of this game but just back to your point China really held their ground. Like there were a couple big moments where they got out of bases loaded twice with Shohei Otani at the plate in one of them. And then runners at the corners with Otani at the plate and they got out of it. Was there ever a moment there, maybe in the first half of the game, where you got a little worried about Japan? They were a huge favorite and there wasn't a huge lead this whole game. I I think they're kind of, at a certain point in the game, had to be a little bit of concern. I always, you know, I always felt like this game's going to get broken open, and then it really didn't until yeah. the very end. And then you're like, okay, here they are. Now they're starting to hit. But, you know, for a little, a good part of the game, there's obviously a little bit of concern of like, okay, like, 
I am impressed by Team China and mm-hmm. what they are doing. That doesn't mean that Team Japan shouldn't be throttling them. I mean, to be completely honest, these pitchers, God bless their soul, are 19 and 20 years yeah. old, throwing 82 miles an hour, and then you look up and you have the bases loaded and Shohei Otani at the plate. Right? It's remarkable to even think about it, and that's what I think that's what I think is the coolest part of this World Baseball yeah. Classic, is you have these guys just out there grinding. They were just getting high school batters in China out last year, and now you're facing Shohei Otani with the bases loaded and a one-run ball game. It's unfathomable to me. And, and they did a really good job getting out of a lot of jams. Um, they did end up breaking it open. Yeah. Shohei had a couple hits, had a great game. Um, and, and they ended up tacking it on and ended up winning the game eight to one. But to me, it was about, it was about the moment. It was about what this meant for the game of baseball Yeah. Um, for so long. Now Shohei has been in America and we've seen the impact he has in Japan. Um, specifically this show, um, specifically when I went over to Japan and watched a game in the Tokyo dome, it's unbelievable. And the impact that Shohei Otani has across the world we've gotten to see that over the last few years yeah and to see him walk into that stadium take the mound with japan on his chest and his name on his back and the japanese flag on his shoulder was truly a really special moment i just got chills as you like explained that whole moment because it really is this is like everything that we know he dreamed of doing was coming and making a name for himself in the united states and then to be able to go back and represent your country and knowing that you are literally carrying the nation on your back, in your hands, it's, he's incredible. Yep. And he has a smile on his face the whole time, celebrating doing his pepper shaker. <laughs> <laughs> the pepper shaker. Yeah. What a, what a celebration. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess Lars, uh, Lars Newtbar, who was just on the show, who I just talked to literally like an hour ago. Um, he brought that to Team Japan. And now, not only did Shohei do it when he hit a home run the yeah. other day, but now the whole team does it. And now everybody does it. Everybody in the stands, kids, it's incredible. Um, and uh, It's a little pepper shaker. Well, we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. This is a pepper shaker. This <laughs> is a pe- pepper. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, you mentioned Lars, though. What a game. What a what, what a, a game for him as well, and and I I just talked to him. Yeah, right? he was just on the show a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't listened to his episode, he kind of explains the whole Team Japan thing, how he's playing on the team, why he wanted to, and the fact that this was literally his dream. It was his dream to play for Team Japan, and he said it when he was eight years old, playing in All Stars, that he wanted to play for Team Japan, and then it was just perfect because. The the camera crew like knew they yeah. followed Lars Newtbar oh. out to center field and he bowed to the crowd at the beginning of the game. I have goosebumps watching Same. it. It was incredible. We were texting after the show and and or we were texting after the game and he said it was absolutely nuts. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And he showed up and did exactly what he needed to do. He got a a single. First pitch. First pitch. First pitch. And then he had that insane diving catch or sliding catch yeah. in center. Like he he stepped up 
to the show. He like was, you, you could tell like this was this was his moment. I think he was he was born for this moment. I yeah. know he's a major leaguer and he was born in America. The first the first player in Japanese team history yeah. to be born outside of Japan. Lars Nootbaar, and he's leading off for the team, playing this lineup, and now he's in, he's in Major League Baseball, but it felt like he was born for this moment. Truly incredible. He was. He said he was. So they play again tonight, South Korea, big matchup. But Alex, I ask you, yeah, give me a couple takeaways from this uh, first Team Japan game. Okay, my two takeaways. First of all, Shohei Otani is a rock star. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've always known that, but when you get the sense of what he means to Japan and the fans in Japan, just seeing the footage of people lined up hours before the game, everybody in Otani gear or Angels gear, he means so much to that country. And you can tell it means so much to him to have that mutual respect with everything he does. Like it is, he is the moment he is the player, and he is the future of this game. That is very well said. And it it doesn't matter. We saw it firsthand. Now. It doesn't matter yeah. what jersey he's wearing, what country he's playing in. No. The superstars that are on the team around him, yeah. he will find a way to separate himself yeah. and be the star of the show. But also makes you feel included. Yeah. Like he's like laughing and having a good time. Like this <laughs> yeah. is for all of us. Yep. Now my second takeaway, and this was like incredibly shocking for me, how the entire Tokyo Dome went silent the moment yes. that Shohei Otani was about to throw a pitch and then erupts into excitement right after he throws the pitch. Like, that is incredible. That means every single person in that stadium is paying attention, has this mad respect for Shohei Otani that they want to make sure he, you know, he's mentally set, everything ready to go for him. And that you could even hear the broadcasters. Jose Moda said, I feel like I need to ask for permission to talk <laughs> right now because it's so quiet. But it's quiet because everybody is like on the edge of their seat wanting to see something incredible from Shohei Otani. You know what it reminded me of? I, I've never I've never really seen that no. in, a, in a baseball game. It really was silent and then full force yelling yeah. the second he would release the pitch. It was almost like watching a golf tournament. It was. When they're completely silent, and then the second contact is made, they're screaming. Woo! In the hole. Yeah. Like that's what it was like. I've, yeah. I've never seen anything like it, and it, that's absolutely true. It was, it was it, crazy. It was like a little eerie. It's like, yeah. And it's such a sign of respect, I think, of just like, we're going to let you do your job. Yes. And when you're done your job, yeah. literally releasing the ball. The moment it leaves his hands. Yeah. I, at one point, was looking at my TV, looking at my remote. I was like, did I accidentally, like, did my dog <laughs> yeah. sit on the remote and, like, turn down the volume? And I, like, checked it. I was like, oh, no, it's it's just quiet in the stadium. Yeah. It's great. Okay. What are your two takeaways from Japan's first game? Um, so, first off is um, involving Shohei. Yeah. And it's for years, right, for years now that he's been in the United States, we've seen the impact that he has on baseball in, in Japan and the following that he has there and how into everything they are. But I felt today that we learned a lot about the impact he's had on baseball here in America. Um, when I, I woke up at 1.45 in the morning, started watching this baseball game, and the amount of people that woke up in the United States 
and set their alarms wherever you were in the country for two, three, four o'clock to watch Shohei Otani pitch in Japan in the Tokyo Dome, that says a lot about the impact he's had here. And to me, that was really, really cool to see. We've known the impact in Japan, and we know he's very well liked and loved here, but people don't set their alarms for 2.45 in the morning very often to watch a uh-uh. baseball game, and they did it for Shohei, and that's pretty cool. I, why wouldn't you? He is the most exciting yep. player in the game right now to watch. Yep. Uh, my second takeaway. Everybody that is a fan of the game of baseball needs to, at some point in your life, take in a game at the Tokyo Dome. It has to happen. I was fortunate enough last year to get to see a game in the Tokyo Dome. It wasn't a Team Japan national game. It wasn't Shohei Otani on the field. The Tokyo Giants were playing, and it was unbelievable. And I was there, in fact, when COVID regulations were still holding them back a little bit. No instruments, no yelling. There was clapping and like a few cheers allowed, and that's it. And it was still one of the coolest experiences of my life, being in the Tokyo Dome, seeing how different they do it. It is, it's a show. It's entertainment. It's an experience. The scoreboard at the beginning of the game, the light show, the the cheerleaders, the the mascots, the everything, the crowd, it's special. Watching a baseball game in Japan is special, and specifically watching one in the Tokyo Dome, and we got to see it on TV last night. It's uh it's something that I would suggest for everybody that is a fan of the game of baseball to do at some point in their life. It's been on my Japan's been on my bucket list for like 10 years and just seeing and hearing your experience with the Tokyo Dome just like keeps like adding fuel to the fire. I'm like, gosh, I got to get out there. Yeah, I got to get out there so bad. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, great game. Entertaining game, no doubt. And they play again tonight or tomorrow, whatever you want to call tonight. it. Tonight. Set yeah. those Day alarms. Three. Day, three. Day three. All right. Well, let's move on to their next game. Holy Australia, Korea, which holy. I have to say, probably the most entertaining game of the tournament so far. No doubt. What? It was insane. What? We were in a group text and we kept going like back and forth because my prediction like 4-2 was like holding strong until the seventh inning. I was like, oh, it's going to be great. And then it was just like, boom, explosion city, dinger city. Yeah. No, this is. It was incredible. Uh, Aside from the fact that it was an insane baseball game, what ended up the result is we have one of the biggest upsets in WBC history in Australia defeating South Korea 8-7. to Unbelievable. What a game. What a comeback by Korea. Um, It looked like, you know, you kind of, this game had the feel of the whole time like Korea was going to win, right? You just felt like they're too too big of a favorite. They're going to win, even though Australia would take a, a one-run lead here or there. And then there was that inning that they broke it open. <laughs> the fifth inning breaks it open, and then the eighth inning really breaks it open. Uh, Robbie Perkins, the Robbies for the Australia, yeah. for Australia, by the way. Robbie Glendening and Robbie Perkins. Uh, in the eighth inning, they really broke it open. Three-run homer, they go up four runs it was eight to four and at that moment yeah it finally felt like oh man there's only six outs left 
and Australia is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. But oh no no. Nope. Do not do <laughs> boy, not turn those TVs boy, off. Are we foolish? <laughs> Korea the very next inning not to any of their they just kept getting walked and it was walk after walk four consecutive walks bases loaded nobody out Korea's back in the game Korea ends up getting down a run and then they can't get that big hit they end up losing the game 8 to 7 Australia wins the fighting kangaroos the fighting roos they defeated Korea 8 to 7 what a game um Really, really impressive out of Australia, I must say. They they obviously didn't pitch great there in the eighth, but very impressive stuff. Couple minor leaguers doing some damage and end up taking down a really good Korea team. I was so impressed. I, I I had like three different group chats going about this game. Everyone was watching it, and every it, this is what you want to see, and this is what make tournaments so much fun. Is anything can happen when it's one game. Yeah. And it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, this this Team Korea team is has guys we all know very well on up the middle, Hassan Kim yeah. and Tommy Edmond, and yeah. they're one and two in the lineup. I mean, it's like these guys are – you have major league studs out mm-hmm. there and gold glove caliber defenders, and then Team Australia is just this ragtag blue-collar bunch that – their third base coach was my minor league coach in the Detroit Tigers organization for four years. He was my coach there. And I'm just watching him like, one, I know everything you're doing over there. Yeah. I know your little signs. I know what you're relaying. To, I know when you're yeah. telling everybody to steal. I know what you're doing over uh-huh. there. So that was fun to watch. But also like just seeing him out there um, doing his thing against Korea and being able to pull it off, this ragtag blue-collar bunch known as Australia now, um, got the job done against some some big leaguers and a really solid opponent. Yeah. So, Korea off to an 0-1 start. They were, uh, they were... Did we both, both take of, Korea? Both of our picks to advance out of this. I think we both had Japan and Korea. Yeah. And that's not not going to happen now, but definitely... Hey, yeah. Well, definitely backs against the wall now. Let's get to our takeaways. Yeah, what's your takeaway? Okay. My takeaway is... Anything can happen in a game. And what a fitting ending for how crazy this game was, right? (laughs) You literally have a guy at the plate with a chance to possibly tie the game or win the game. And then it ends on a caught stealing second base, which was... Tommy Edmond. Yeah. Caught stealing. It was... It was so it fitting. Right if you're watching, like, you can see it. It was bang, bang. But. It was. It was. It was beautiful. And then... One swing of the bat changed this game so many times. We saw three different three-run home runs that literally flip-flopped the game back and forth. You know what we haven't even talked about yet? What? Korea ends up losing by one run. Yeah. They hit a one-out double in the game, late in the game, down one run, and the guy was celebrating and came off oh, the bag yeah. during his celebration. Got out, his foot out. came off the bag by an inch. They tagged him out. Next batter singles. That would have been the tying run. Yeah. This is a whole different ball game. Unbelievable yeah. that that happened. Double in the gap. Beautiful swing. All the momentum. Tagged out while celebrating. Crazy. Okay, it's a crazy game. Anything can happen in one game. Which is nuts. All right, what was your takeaway from this game? My takeaway here is that we might have found 
our Cinderella of the tournament. Ooh, I like that. Maybe, just maybe, we have a Cinderella here. Let me explain. Not just because they beat Korea, who they were not supposed to beat, but because they have some guys in that lineup. Maybe not on the mound, but in the lineup, (laughs) they can score some runs. So, look, what they did on the mound, they used, I believe it was nine pitchers. I think... It's at least nine pitchers they used, and at least 16 total pitchers were used in this game. But at least nine by them. And the way that they're willing to just say, okay, we're going to match up here from the word go in this game. We don't have a starting pitcher per se. We're using a pitcher that we believe can get these three guys out, and then we're going to switch if we need to. They have the arms that are, are doing that. They have lots of righties. They have lots of lefties. Um, They have a lefty that struggles to find the strike zone for sure because that's when things got a little wonky there. So I'm not saying they might be a Cinderella because of their pitching. I'm saying we might have a Cinderella because the Robbies rake. The Australia Robbies rake. Glenn Denning, Perkins, these guys are really good. And um, Glenn Denning has a guy that uh, he's in the Angels organization, 22 homers in the minor leagues. Like this guy's got pop, and we saw that here firsthand um a lot of homers in this game by the way fun fact mm. that's my my takeaway is that we might have found our center yes um this guy that hit the homer in the fifth inning his yeah. name's uh tim Kennelly. yeah he's a firefighter rad and one thing i found out yeah <laughs> he's a firefighter and is in like the the their calendar he's in like oh he's like the sexy the fireman sexy, yeah you, did you will did you find the photo you can't like share this information and not give everybody the photos what on, they want. The photos on the line. On the it's line, out there. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was a uh, Mister September <laughs> in their charity calendar. I love and that. And now he's in the WBC, hitting big <laughs> homers against Korea. What a stud! Unbelievable. What um, a stud! So Australia, one and zero, in good position to to. Maybe advance. I want to see more games like this. This is what these tournaments are about. When you're not playing series and you're playing one-off games. So anything can happen. The two, I love it. The two games that were going on at the exact same time were both really good games. Yeah. But polar opposites. This game in, in Australia and Korea was very high scoring. Not great pitching all around. But a one-run game down to the end. Yeah. And then on the other side. You have Netherlands and Panama, who was a one-run game the whole game. Yeah. Very well pitched. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of offense. And Netherlands ends up winning 3-1 to one over Panama and is really in the driver's seat now. They're fine. To, to make our prediction there come true of Netherlands winning Pool A. But really good pitching um, and really clutch hitting from what we didn't see in Game 1, I felt like, was yeah. clutch hitting from... The superstars that we expect. Didi had a big hit, but yeah. in this game, we got that. Xander was great. Three yep. for, Xander Bogarts, three for three. New Padre, by the way, Padre legend. Xander Bogarts, um, three hits, a, a triple away from the cycle. He had a homer. Um, jerks and Profar with an absolute tank to right field. Unsigned Jerks and Profar, by the way. Somebody signed the man. Yeah. That's great. Unsigned Jerks and Profar with a big homer. And that was the story of the game. Xander Bogarts, Jerks, and Profar, they did enough offensively. And Team Netherlands pitching did enough to shut down uh, Panama. 
I was, it, it was a great game. It was fun to go back and forth and see what was kind of going on in both. I like it's hard, but I like these two games going on at the same time. It was it's it entertaining. Was you know what I really liked? And I this is a theme of the WBC already, and okay. I can't wait for the teams like the Dominican, Venezuela, and Puerto Rico to to get underway. The energy yeah. and and the celebrations from Team Netherlands when they were doing things. By the way, one of their pitchers struck out a guy in a big spot. He did the gritty. Yeah. He did the gritty coming off the mound. Look at this. <laughs> Here he is. Oh, 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 there it is. Not as bad. Not a, not a great one. It's okay. It was a great one, but doesn't he did matter. It. Um, and They're having then fun. Xander Bogarts after yeah. his home run did the Cristiano Ronaldo I love celebration that. with everybody. I don't yeah. know what it's called. Do you know what it's called? It's no. Like S I U. Like, but I saw Fox Soccer sweet. and like MLB on Fox put like it side by side to show them. It was sweet. It was great. It was great. So he hits the homer. He does the celebration. The whole team does it with him. Ah, uh, this is what the WBC is all about. This it's great. This tournament. Shout out Bud Selig. It started as like, what is this gonna be? Yeah. Am I, am I ridiculous for doing this? Man, oh man, have we seen it grow over the last uh, five tournaments? It came from the original tournament had. 16 teams in it there wasn't qualifying it was just that's a good baseball nation yeah you're in the tournament yeah to then becoming you have to qualify for it now expanding it to 20 teams for the first time this year baseball's becoming a global sport more so than ever and man has it been a blast to watch team netherlands is out there having a blast the energy the passion has been a lot of fun. So let me get a takeaway. Okay. From Panama Netherlands game for me. My takeaway is big players are coming up in big moments. Yes. And we saw that with Xander Bogards going three for three, monster home run. And this is what is going to help grow and make the WBC so unique and what it is now. Kind of like what we were just saying. We're seeing more energy. We're seeing big celebrations. It, it feels fun. And it feels worldly right now. And this is what's going to grow the game. And it's, I mean, it's crazy. Like Xander flew across the country as did Shohei Otani and a lot of other big major league names. But in the middle of spring training to go play a couple games, they're hopefully going to be flying back to yeah. the States in a couple days for quarters, both these teams. Um, you can just tell what it means to these guys to represent their country yep. and they're showing up and it's been so fun to watch. Netherlands is the, the real I, deal. Uh, and that kinda, we, both, we both have them in the final four, right? Do we? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. My takeaway from, from this game and kind of the first two games in, in general for the Netherlands is that they're capable of getting it done in any way, really. Um, we didn't think pitching would be a strength, and I'm not saying it's a strength of their team because they held Panama to one run, but it shows that they're capable of pitching and getting outs in this tournament. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We know they can hit. We know their lineup is capable of raking. Big league all-stars in the lineup. You have 
Xander Bogarts, uh, the $300 million new contract with the Padres. Um, their defense is something that coming into this tournament, I wasn't even really thinking of. I was like, oh, actually, they're going to they're gonna hit pretty well. But now you think about it, look at all the gold gloves in this infield. The majority come from Andrelton Simmons. Yep. But <laughs> you have him playing third base. You have Xander Bogarts, a shortstop, playing shortstop. You have Jonathan Scope, capable of playing anywhere, playing second base. You have Didi Gregorius, shortstop, middle infielder, playing first base. This Netherlands team defense is elite. Mm -hmm. They're capable of pitching, and they can put up enough runs to score and keep up with anybody. So this team, they're the real deal. Yeah, they are. And apparently they're a lot of fun and a lot of energy going on there because we saw that. Bat flips, celebrations. Speaking of bat flips, we'll get to it in a little while. But um, Team USA had an exhibition. Hey. And uh, there was a Mark DeRosa, the manager, was talking about how he had to have a conversation with Tim Anderson about bat flips. And what? I think, no, like, I think it went well. Oh, okay. I think Team okay, USA okay. is going to be all in on, oh, cool. on flipping bats. And oh, good, 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 fun. good, good. So, I thought you were going to go the other direction. I was no. like, no, I was no, I was worried when I saw like a quote. He was like, "I yeah. spoke to Tim Anderson about bat flips." Uh oh. Um, and yeah, we're good to go. Oh like, yay! Yeah. Um, the last game, it literally just ended. Uh, Italy versus Cuba. Italy ended up winning the six three in extra innings. Yeah, ended a few uh, an yeah. hour ago. Yep. Uh, game goes to extra innings. First extra inning game of the tournament, and you know what I learned? What? The runner on second and extra innings rule is happening in the WBC. Yeah. I didn't know that. We talked about that. I knew that. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah duh, guys. Yeah, yeah, the, the runner yeah, on second yeah, yeah. rule is happening in extra innings. Um, also, can we stop calling it a ghost runner? It's not a ghost. He's literally standing out there. Right. It's not a ghost runner. I guess I, I understand the ghost because, like, you didn't put him there. He just kind of showed up. No, he didn't. He walked out there. Yeah. But it wasn't the pitcher's the responsibility dugout. to go there. I understand the, the ghost dugout. runner. And then somebody. This said, is a hey, conversation for another day because we'll go. We'll go deep and walk mm -hmm. out. No, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Italy. First off, this pitching matchup: Matt Harvey. Yeah. The Dark Knight. Hello. Matt Harvey started for Team Italy, and uh, Ronis Elias started for Cuba, who's like. They they stated this the hottest pitcher in the world right now. He has a scoreless inning streak. Uh, Unearned or uh, earned run scoreless inning streak. It's now over 40 innings. Whoa. This guy hasn't given up a run since he was like 10, apparently. <laughs> and he was nasty. Five innings. There's a pitch count of like 65 pitch. He yeah. went five scoreless innings. Yeah. He was unbelievable. The pitching matchup was great. Uh, pitchers duel throughout mm -hmm. and ends up going to extra innings. Couple big hits there late in the game. And Italy really breaks it open in extra innings. Nicky Lopez. My good friend, my Call of Duty partner, I love my that. Uh, friend of Flipping Bats Pod, yeah. comes up huge in this and really breaks the door open for Team Italy. That is looks like a bunch of fun. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna hit. They look like fun. Yeah. Speaking of my boy Nikki, yeah. By the way, okay. I was talking to him after the game. I don't know if you saw it, but Team Italy is rocking a bunch of mustaches. I mean, I would expect nothing less from Italy. Yeah. It makes me so happy. So I said, uh, I, I was talking to Nikki and I said, give me a good quote about the mustaches. What's going on there? His quote, <laughs> when the dark knight cuts the facial hair into a stash, we have no choice but to follow suit. 
Even Mike Piazza did. <laughs> I oh, love this that's team. great. I love this. That's team. great. Yeah, Nicky oh, Lopez. Yes, he's got handlebars. Legend. We got a little more handlebars here. Mike Piazza, legend. Gosh. This team is this team is fun. They got the the Italian nightmare, Vinny Pasquantino on the team. ODU legend. This team is fun. They're one and zero. Yeah, and Cuba uh, is zero and two. They're in trouble. Um, yeah, but a fun game, extra inning game, really great day of baseball. It was a great um, day. So let me get let me get your takeaway from this game. Okay, my takeaway is that Italy might be the team to beat behind the Netherlands. They showed up in ways I wasn't expecting, and even when Cuba came back to tie it, Italy came back in the tenth and scored four runs to take the lead. I mean, this is a team. Again, I, I think they might shock everybody. Yeah, this is fun. I'm not. I'm, they got they got good guys. They got yeah. good arms. They got guys throwing 95 plus in yeah. their bullpen. They're a good team. What's your um, takeaway? My takeaway. So, I I had Team Netherlands winning this pool. Yeah. But I did have Team Cuba being the number two team. Now that was a surprise to a lot of people because Cuba was supposed to be the favorite. They should get out of this pool. They should be the one seed. A lot of people had them to win. They are now 0-2, and my takeaway is that get them out of here. Cuba's toast. Yeah. They're done. Yeah. 0-2, and, and you've now lost to the Netherlands and Italy. Yeah. Even if they win their remaining games, yeah. you need a lot to happen. You need Italy to get smoked by Panama. Yeah. You need them to get smoked by the Netherlands. I think Cuba's toast. Yeah. That's my takeaway here. So we're kind of on the same page. Mine was, I think, Italy's the team to beat, and yours is Cuba's toast. We both had Cuba as the runner-up advancing behind the Netherlands. So yep. this is... This is what you want to see, though. Yeah. You, you, want, you want to see teams that you don't expect show up because, again, we're not seeing all of these players play on a daily basis. We're seeing Major League Baseball players and some Japanese players. But other than that, yeah. this is new. These, you, these guys and this talent is new to a majority of the world. Do you want to see a team show up and everybody cut their facial hair into a mustache and win ball games? Yeah. And that's what Team Italy is doing. How yeah. How do you root for Team Italy? I mean, I am. it's fun to watch. Yeah. I'm a, Okay. We have a... Ooh. We have so many more games today. We have a full slate today. And Alex, I really struggled ah, yesterday. That's okay. It's okay. With time, liter just time and when games started. And you, my yes. friend, came prepared today. So. I did. What do we, uh, let's walk through this. Okay. Let's walk through Let's start reviews. with the first game. We got yeah. one of your faves, the Czech Republic, yes. going up against China at 10 p.m. Eastern on Tubi. China and the Czech Republic. What a matchup this is. You! Um, boy, oh boy. The Czech Republic, as I, I've said many times now, is a team that we all need to watch. Mm -hmm. We need to wake up and what time can you? No, 10 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. So, yeah, this is tonight. The first game. Okay. Easy. 10 p.m. Eastern. This team, Czech Republic, that is full of teachers, financial advisors, woodworkers, firefighters they are taking the field in the world baseball classic against china mm -hmm. who is a team that is honestly come a long way these two teams 
in a nutshell, this is the game that shows baseball is becoming more and more and more of a global sport. Yeah. These two teams aren't going to knock your socks off with 500-foot homers, but it's going to be fun to watch. And the fact that the cleanup batter for the Czech Republic is going to have to get a substitute teacher back home <laughs> for his fourth-grade math class is absolutely incredible and that's what i'm looking forward to the most okay well let's get some score predictions here what are you gonna go with i i <laughs> i was impressed by china yeah right they played a very solid defense they held their own with japan yeah and i think they i think they handle business here i don't think the czech republic is um gonna be advancing out of this pool i just want them to score and I think okay. they're going to score. I have China winning nine to three over the Czech Republic. Okay. What do you? Have? That's fair. I have China winning eight to zero. Mm, you don't think they score? No. Do you think they score at all in this tournament? I hope. They I do. hope they score once because I feel like that <laughs> this will would be, be the game. They're that'll not be score the biggest celebration. It, I mean, it might be like weird situations, like a pitcher's off. They walk guys. They get on base. Like it's not going to be like a crazy, amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I. Let I me mean, look. the The pitchers that we saw, yeah, the best of the best that just threw against Team Japan. I would imagine they threw out. They're like high school level, mid eighties. Um, not the best command in the world. So it's not like these guys are going to see something that they haven't seen in this game. If you're going to score, this is the game they need to do it because they're about to face 102 from Roki Sasaki and when they play Japan. Yeah. And that ain't going to go over well. Yeah, this but is the game you They're not score. professional baseball players, which also, I got to be honest, I have like a slight concern when that happens because I don't want anyone to get hurt. If this isn't what you're playing all the time, you know, I as a pitcher... I don't want anyone to get hit. I don't want a player to get hit by a pitch who's not used to seeing that kind of heat at the plate. Heat. So <laughs> We use heat very, you know, cautiously. <laughs> 80, 80 poo, as we say in and I'm saying the Czech players, when they're at bat and they're facing heat and they're getting like oh. 95 and 100 oh, coming out them. The, I, okay. Yes, I'm worrying about them as hitters and then also them <laughs> as pitchers. It's, I've got concerns okay. here, okay? I just want everyone to come out healthy and safe out of the Czech games. Alex went into That's my. I did. I did. I got nervous. Um, all right, the next game is uh, Cuba. What's the next game? Okay, it's Cuba versus Panama. This one's at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. 8.30 p.m. Pacific for you yeah. on FS1. FS1. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cuba and Panama. Well, well, this one's big for Cuba. Yeah. Because I just declared them out. This is make or break. But they're not technically out yet. If they lose to Panama, well, then that's just embarrassing. Like Cuba, Cuba has talent. They have big league studs on their team to go 0-3. You can't allow that to happen. They need to win this game. Panama showed that they play an elite defense mm -hmm. and they can stay in any game in this tournament. Um, my prediction, I do have Cuba coming out on top here. I believe they win 5-1. to one. Mm. I don't believe you. You think I, they go 0-3? I do. I'm taking Panama 3-2. to two. Wow. And they flop. I, can you not... Not to help me, yeah. but can you just remind me what time this game starts? Um, your time or Eastern? Either one. Okay, so it's 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 okay. p.m. So Pacific. It's, it's the day game Yes. in Pool A. And yeah. from what I heard and have now seen, 
the the day game in that stadium, yeah, the ball does goes not carry nowhere, nowhere. So that that helps you out. Yeah, low scoring game, but it's been wild. And then at night, it's just like a complete. Yeah, like, it's oh, like woo, barely touch it. Yeah, there it goes. Crazy. All right, so I have Cuba winning. You have Panama winning. This yep. Year. All, All right. right, let's move on to Korea versus Japan. This one's at 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Pacific on FS1. Game of the day. This is, this I is know. the matchup. Everyone's been waiting for in this, I in in this, this pool. And this everybody was expecting watch. both teams to come in 1-0. Yeah. Korea obviously losing that first game, so they're not coming in 1-0. But, I, you know, I still have to believe as of right now. Yeah. I'm not saying – Korea still very much so has a chance to get out of this. Um, also, it, I'm not saying it helps, but they have a little adversity now. Like, they had every opportunity to win that game. We know that they have the talent. We know that they can swing the bat well and get some big runs. Yeah. So, I think they put up a fight. Yeah, I think this is going to be... I think this is going to be an entertaining game. Yeah. My prediction is that Japan does handle business fairly well. We saw the bats wake up yeah. at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah. And then we saw what Australia's batters did to Korea's best pitchers. So I'm a little concerned. I have Japan scoring 12 runs. Ooh, I have what? them winning 12 to 5. What? Yeah. Okay. I have Japan. The ball launches in the Tokyo Dome, by the way. I mean, yeah. the place is, you can hit there. I have Japan winning 5 to 3. Whoa. I think it's going to be a little closer of a game because Korea's got a lot to prove after that embarrassing, which everyone thought was going to be their game. Do you know who's pitching for uh, for Japan? Yeah. You, Darvish. Yeah. I, I think they handle business pretty well. Okay. I, I think Korea. What, in the first, some, like, what, three, four innings? Yeah, he'll but then three, there's like. Innings. I think they can get some runs up. But I, I think I think by that third or fourth inning, I think we might be looking at like a 6 nothing ball game. Mm. Mm. Just a prediction. Only time will tell. Just Only time will tell. Time All right. Tell. Let's move on to Italy against Chinese Taipei. This one's at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on 2B. What is your prediction here? Team Italy is way better. Team yeah. Italy is the far better team here. Um, Chinese Taipei will have the crowd advantage. Yep. It's been a very, very fun atmosphere there in Taichung. But Italy is the far better team. I have the fighting mustaches winning this game. <laughs> Seven to one. Ooh. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got Chinese Taipei getting on the board. Yeah, I also have them getting on the board. I have Italy winning four to one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair, Fair enough. Uh, one thing that happened yesterday outside – no, this is still within the WBC world, but not games that actually count. Yeah. Team USA yeah. took to the field against the San Francisco Giants in a WBC tune-up game with what I dubbed the greatest lineup of all time. And they got throttled by the Giants, by the way. So <laughs> what I'm here to tell you is the San Francisco Giants are winning the World Series. <laughs> That's your takeaway from <laughs> no, this tune-up no, no, no. game? So let, let me let me read you this lineup. Okay. This is unbelievable. This yeah. is the first official lineup that Team USA has rolled out in a game. Okay. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Kyle Schwarber, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Kyle Tucker, Trey Turner, JT Real Muto, Jeff McNeil. It's a dream team. The NL batting champ is batting ninth. Yeah. <laughs> No, it is a dream team. It is a straight-up yeah. dream team. It truly is unbelievable. The only run they end up scoring was a Paul Goldschmidt home run. Look, if you're giving two thoughts into what happens in an exhibition game... Don't. Don't. Mm -mm. Just 
this this lineup is unbelievable. Um, some cool takeaways for me. I listened to Mark DeRosa talk. They talked to him a good bit during the game. Mark DeRosa, former player, um, manager of Team USA during the WBC. He had a few interesting things. First thing he said, by the way, the the announcer was like, "Who throws BP to this group? Who's like an who's like offering to throw batting practice?" It's Andy Pettit. Andy uh, Pettit's the one throwing BP. DeRosa was like, I faced Pettit a million times in my career, and he never threw a single thing straight. But apparently, he's the best BP thrower in the world. He's throwing everything straight. Andy Pettit's the guy throwing BP. Um, he also said, and this is what I found interesting, because this lineup, also, there's all the bench players could create an, an yeah. all-star lineup. Yeah. He said every single player, to a man, has come up to him and said, I don't care where I play. I don't care when I play. I just want to win this thing for the USA. And that's, and that's pretty cool. And that's why they're going to win. Yeah. Um, they're also going to win. That that quote is cool. This yeah. is my favorite one. Okay. This is my best takeaway from uh, hearing DeRosa talk. Okay. He reached out to Coach K. Yeah. Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, yeah. Who was legendary coach of the Dream Team yeah. in the Olympics. And he reached out to him ahead of this tournament. And Coach K's quote is great. He said, get them to understand you're not playing for the United States. You are the United States. Great. Love it. I love it. We're winning it all. Uh, I love it. I got chills. Everybody's bought in. This team's going to be great. I love it. Another thing I love is there was a lot of video footage and photos of Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Ken Griffey Jr., like, all hanging out and talking. Like, what a legendary group of men, top to bottom, coming together to represent the United States. And I said it from the get-go. The moment Trout committed to this team to be the captain, he's never really had this opportunity, obviously, with the Angels, to make a championship run. He's going to get everything he got. Oh, yeah. He's going to give it everything he has to win a championship. Yeah. And another, they have another tune-up game against the Angels. So Mike Trout will be playing <laughs> the Angels <laughs> for being on Team USA. So interesting. That was like we saw Jose Altuve with Team Venezuela playing yeah. against the Astros yesterday. And it's like, of course he did. you've spent your entire career with the team, and now you're playing against them for the first time. It's also like, eerie. Okay. Team USA. Saturday kicks off their WBC potential back-to-back championship tour. They are coming off a championship in the WBC. They've only won it once. They're not the all-time leaders. Japan's got two. USA has one. But we are the reigning champs, and they kick off their tournament on Saturday against Great Britain. It's going to be a blast. 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p- wow, you've already 9 p.m. Eastern ahead. on Fox. This tournament is all I'm already I'm having so much fun. The storylines are writing themselves. I'm not sleeping and I'm bringing episodes to you. We're bringing episodes to you every single day throughout this whole process. And um, the way I look right now, come back on day eight and look at (laughs) look at how I look. Ben, that's what makeup's for. You look, you look beautiful, darling. True. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Let's do it all again. WBC Tomorrow. Day 3 coming at you. We've previewed all the games. Um, to The Day 2 games were a blast, but we got a lot more coming at you. And we will be back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, 
for another episode of Flippin' Bats. Now, this one's been a blast. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Flippin' Bats wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever it may be. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're also on YouTube. You can watch every single episode on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you, guys. This journey is just beginning. It's been a blast already. We will see you tomorrow for another episode 